everyone is searching for you. That seems to be the hinge point for this whole thing, doesn't it? It builds and it builds and it builds until Jesus is finally by himself and even there, everyone is searching for you, literally hunting for you. I don't know about you, but I've had this kind of day. This takes place after Jesus is at the synagogue and Jesus would have been at the synagogue on the Sabbath. So this was Saturday. And on Christ's holy day, Jesus taught in the synagogue and did healing in that synagogue. And then he went home, or at least with home, with Simon and Andrew, along with James and John, these four same disciples that Jesus had just called out of their boats to be fishers of people. (laughs) And getting there, he meets Peter's mother-in-law. Now, how many of you even knew that Peter had a mother-in-law? You learned something. If nothing else, you learned today that Peter had a mother-in-law. And upon seeing her state... He was asked to do more. And so he did. He healed her so well to the fact that she actually stood up and began serving them. The next paragraph has a neat little word that always sticks out to me. They. That evening, they went out and gathered all who were sick or had demons. They, I imagine, being those who were in the house, those who had just seen what Jesus could do, Yeah, the world needs more of that. So we're going to go out and we're going to gather everybody. Now, Jesus didn't ask them to do this. They just naturally did it. So they went out and they gathered and they brought to Jesus all of these people. All they gathered were the people who were sick or had demons and the whole city was gathered at their door. How many people fit in your house? Even if you got a big house, you're not even fitting the borough of Arnsville at your door. <laughs> the whole city's at your door. And Jesus heals, and Jesus casts out demons, and Jesus does not permit them to speak, and he does the good work in front of him. And on the next day, while it was still dark, we have this illusion that almost feels like it's the moment of the cross already. I mean, if, if you could smell hyacinths throughout here, and I said early that morning while it was still dark, what's happening? Easter. Easter. Mary and Martha are going out. Well, in this moment of self-sacrifice, Jesus too finds himself early in the morning while it was still dark in a place where people did not know where he was, and they find him and they say, everyone is searching for you. At that point... I know my response would not have been as gentle as Christ. Yeah, I know. Why do you think I'm over here? I mean, read the room, people. I just left you all. (laughs) But you hunted me down. But Jesus, being good and gentle and gracious, says, yeah, I understand that. You've seen a good thing, and of course you want more of it. So I'll tell you what. Let's not give it just to this town. Let's give it to the neighboring towns also. Let's give it to everyone. If I hear this story in the place of Jesus, I am convinced 
that I am not Christ. And it didn't take that much convincing to begin with, but I'll tell you what, this kind of solidifies it. I don't have what it takes to get up again and again and again and do that good work. Now I try, but I don't. My household knows that confession very well. I don't have what it takes to get it all done. I don't have what it takes to keep getting up out of my chair to avoid the chair in the first place. I don't have what it takes to give so selflessly that even in the moments where I have secluded myself, I continue to give because you have hunted me down and found me. Do you? Maybe in our best moments. But I imagine we all find ourselves in some moment realizing that we're not Christ. And so what do we do? We become the rest. We become the ones who are hunting and searching for Jesus. We become the ones who are searching him out, saying everyone is looking for you, and that means me too. I'm looking for you, Jesus, because I want to be something like you. I'm looking for you, Jesus, because I don't have what it takes to keep getting up and keep serving your people. I'm looking for you, Jesus, because I need to be filled too, and I know that it feels selfish, and I know that it feels just not like something that you're doing, but Jesus, I need this. And Jesus looks at you, and Jesus looks at me, and says, this is my body, and I give it to you. And this is my blood, and I shed it for you. And much like Peter's mother-in-law, we then feel fit. We then feel fit to stand up with Christ and be the one in the room serving again. We then feel fit to be like the rest of them and gather those in the city who need the same healing. We then feel fit to be like the city and look for Jesus everywhere. You see, we never were Christ without first being Peter's mother-in-law. We never were brothers and sisters, adopted sons and daughters of God without first being filled by God. Everyone is looking for Jesus. And everyone includes me and you. And so, brothers and sisters, be filled at this table. Take and eat. Take and drink. Be lifted up by Christ so that we might serve as we are able. Thanks be to God for the one who continually pours himself out to us. Amen.